2: Good morning. It is Monday, October 9th, six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, we begin today talking about what everybody's been talking about. A Hamas spokesman said that Iran did give support for the surprise attack on Israel. The unprecedented attack saw 300 Israeli civilians and security forces killed, over a thousand injured women, children, men, elderly people and even soldiers have been abducted.
1: So, somebody asked me in the government, and I won't name this person because you know how we do it here, Casey. We don't uh, dare risk exposing the people in the government who associate with me for fear of immediate termination. But they texted me over the weekend, and they said, how would you respond to this, given your disdain for the military-industrial complex, given your disdain for America's involvement in foreign lands, etc. cetera. And I said, the answer to this has been very, very simple for a very, very long time. And that is the United States should simply have stayed out of it. And what I mean by that is not not supporting Israel. But how many times have we seen where Israel is attacked and then they start some sort of counteroffensive, and then the US has to intervene and go, oh, we're gonna be the peacekeeper here, we're gonna be the intermediate here, we're gonna, we're gonna bring everybody to the table, and we're gonna try to find, there is no solution. These people are evil, these people being Hamas, and the people who prop them up and back them. There is no peaceful solution to this. This stuff has been going on for thousands of years, And we, and we're going to talk about all the blame Biden has in this, but America and our policy that we think we can negotiate peace between these two entities, we are and we should be 100% on team Israel. We already do more than enough financially for Israel to help them and support them. Now, as you know, and this is what politicians do, there is some immediate sprint. We must throw a gajillion more dollars at whatever this problem is. But if we just simply told Israel, you do whatever you want, You eradicate this problem, and we will take care of you, and we are not going to intervene. This would have been solved a long time ago, Casey.
2: Okay, speaking of politicians getting involved, Todd Young just tweeted out a few minutes ago, America stands with our ally Israel. Congress and the Biden administration should quickly approve and fulfill any urgent Israeli requests for assistance and do all we can to fully support Israel.
1: Well, of course, when it involves spending money, Todd Young probably couldn't find a podium fast enough to say, more money? Yeah, why? Yes sir he's like that that meme of the was it the little rascal throwing the money out the out the window it's not a money issue it's not that Isra- israel needs more of our money israel simply needs us to support them and it has happened countless times where they are attacked provoked and then the response, and then we are like some father figure going, well, there, there, now you've done enough to these people. And, well, you know, you can't, you're going to risk harming innocent women and children. Well, they deliberately do this. They de- they know all they have to do is create chaos and havoc and destruction and calamity, they being Hamas. And then they sprint back to their caverns and caves and their buildings, and they put women and children up and go, nope, can't shoot here. And we, the United States go, yeah, you're right. You know, you can't do that. And this is why this stuff keeps happening. They don't need more money. They need us to stay the hell out of the way. And Israel should just make that place a giant parking lot and take it back.
2: Okay. so it's also being reported this morning, just minutes ago, that at least nine Americans were killed in this attack. And Israel has ordered a, quote, complete siege of Gaza after all of these casualties. And this came from the Israeli minister of defense.
1: All right. So next segment, we're going to get into Biden's failures and role in all this. But I thought kind of it would be best to give you the newsy version of what's going on. So you kind of have a, you know, as close to a real time update as of of what's happening, what's taking place, what the plans are. So Israel's ambassador to the U.N. obviously spoke yesterday and uh, I thought he was articulated very well what's going on. And uh, clip
0: number one, Kev, he says they will fight back and they will prevail in the wake of the holocaust the world swore never again this very body the u.n was established on the ashes of the holocaust yet yesterday we watched as hundreds of jews were massacred in cold blood this is a never again moment we are resilient people and we have faced hardships in the past We have always overcome our challenges and today will be no different. Israel will fight back and Israel will prevail. Thank you. You
1: noticed from the left, the squad, they went kicking and screaming to have to give statements and it was all almost universal, which means they all got in a little powwow, a little Google document or group text or however they're doing things these days. And they knew how bad this looked, but they hate Israel. So they're really in a box. They know how bad this looks, but they hate Israel. So their whole thing was, oh, we need a we need a ceasefire here. No, we don't need a ceasefire. We need Hamas to cease to exist.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so he mentioned Holocaust, and over the weekend, more Jewish deaths occurred since the Holocaust.
1: Yeah, so again, this is the uh, Israelis' ambassador to the UN, and he says the thing,
0: the era of reasoning with these savages is over, and now is the time. Do obliterate Hamas. Economic incentives cannot change genocidal ideologies. I repeat, economic incentives cannot change e- gen- genocidal ideologies. It couldn't have worked with ISIS, it couldn't have worked with Al-Qaeda, and it doesn't work with Hamas. The era of reasoning with these savages is over. Over. Now is the time to obliterate Hamas's terror infrastructure, to completely erase it, so that such horrors are never committed again.
2: Okay, so he mentioned economic incentives cannot change genocidal ideologies. Since this happened, oil prices have now surged more than 2%. Since the clashes occurred,
1: but he's a hundred percent right. I mean, you—it has just been. I mean, it has been party presidents of both parties. It has been going on for decades now. This idea of oh, we're gonna stroll in there and we're gonna just get people to think rationally when there's five thousand years of hatred. You have to pick a team. You are either Team Israel or you are Team Palestine, and in this case, I would think. Even many Democrats, now not the radical maniacs like the squad, would recognize a vested interest in being Team Israel, and that means telling them, we are taking the restraints off of you, no more come to the table, no more ceasefires, no more, hey, let's figure out points, there are no points of commonality here. There are only winners and there are only losers. Mm-hmm. And you, the United States, have the ability to pick the winner and the loser. I would hope you would choose wisely.
2: Jim Jordan said that if he wins the House Speaker, his first action will be to ensure Israel has what it needs to win its battle. It already life.
1: has what it needs. This is the thing. This is what. And this is what makes me very angry over the weekend. We give billions of dollars every single year to Israel. They already have what they need. They already have the ability to solve this issue. Now, These people are in the – and this should be – this should be an eye-opener for the people that are on the Jim Jordan. Oh, he's going to be great, right? The fact that you're not hearing anybody say what is the reality, which is we have already given them a gajillion dollars. Giving them a gajillion more dollars will not solve the issue. What will solve the issue is saying go forth, kick ass, and take as many of these people out as you possibly can.
2: I did hear Nikki Haley say that over the weekend, and we'll have the audio for you later in the show where she said finish this.
1: Uh, One more from the uh, Israelis ambassador to the
0: U.N. He says Hamas, and it is true, has committed war crimes. Try to comprehend the magnitude of this situation. Try to digest the ruthless inhumanity. I have seen shocking footage, graphic images that will forever be seared in my brain. What we are witnessing are war crimes, blatant barbaric war crimes, slaughtering civilians, abusing hostages, taking babies from their, ruth- from their mothers, there are no words to describe such savagery. I don't want to imagine what is happening right now to all of those innocent Israeli civilians being held captive in Gaza. The horrors they are enduring.
2: It is 60 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So over the weekend, uh, Anthony Blinken, he deleted a tweet where he called for a ceasefire.
1: Yeah. And when we come back, we're going to get into as we're going to spend much of the hour talking about how Biden is totally shares a huge blame in this direct actions that he took enabled this to happen. And uh, look, this is a this has the potential to be a life altering world event. There are certain things that happen that kickstart world wars. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying this has the potential to be a life altering world event, a history altering world event. And it is once again, the ineptitude of our own government that is at the center of all of this.
2: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider key minutes after nine it's kendall and casey on 93 wivc the u.s secretary of state anthony blinken was on meet the press over the weekend he said that the attack against israel was not something anyone in the intelligence community saw coming
1: how is that possible casey how is it that we spend a gajillion dollars on national when we talk about the military industrial complex Mm -hmm. and the lack of of return on investment this is the crap we're talking about the intelligence community the war machine all of this stuff that we prop up and the same thing that happened in Afghanistan which we'll get to apparently happened here well nobody saw it coming why do we spend all of this money on our nation's defense which includes intelligence and all these other things when they don't they never see these things coming
2: Casey and that's why many people in Israel are saying that this is their 9-11 yeah, I, I mean, look, because they it, didn't know it was going to come. Well, you yeah, know what's happening. Uh,
1: and as bad as this is, it is nowhere. I mean, it's not even on the scale of nine eleven in terms of economic impact and to, loss of life. I mean, by no standard that is not. And, and I get that people are saying that for that reason, but it's just not. These are not the same same things. But yeah, let, let's play this because I was I'm watching this going. Wh- where does all of our money go then?
2: But Mr. Secretary, do you acknowledge that both Israeli intelligence officials and US intelligence officials were caught off guard here?
1: This is an attack that I don't think anyone Saw coming in the um, uh, in the immediate. So was it an intelligence uh, said, failure, Mr. Secretary? Uh, this,
2: Do you acknowledge it was an intelligence failure? We will have failure?
1: plenty. We will ha- we will have plenty of time to. Uh, the Israelis will have plenty of time to look into that. Uh, all of us will have time to look into that. The focus now has to be on making sure that Israel has what it needs to deal with this attack uh, and uh, to make sure that its um, uh, citizens are safe and secure. He won't That's, say it. He flat mm-hmm. out refuses to say yeah. it. See, this is we'll government. have time to look into yeah. it no, there's later. No, there's only need to be need to be looked into. You didn't know what's was coming clearly because you didn't do anything. They didn't know was coming clearly because they didn't do anything. We give Israel billions of dollars every single year. Part of that is for intelligence, and, and a big part of it is obviously defense. Where did the money go? Why didn't they know? How do you ensure it doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. You can't even get an acknowledgement that You guys messed up? This whole thing is about you guys messing up. Now, he admits here, he being blinking, we're gonna play this clip for you, that there are reports that Americans were killed and captured, this appears now to have been confirmed. This is very important, go.
2: Before I move on, I just wanna ask about any Americans who are in Israel, is there any indication that Americans were either killed or kidnapped by terrorists?
1: Yes, we have uh, reports that several Americans uh, were were killed. We're working overtime to verify that. Uh, At the same time, there are reports of missing Americans. And there again, uh, we're working to verify those reports. They're missing because they're dead. Americans died because you guys screwed up again the same way americans died needlessly because you screwed up in afghanistan and now it's come out casey yeah. well, well surprise 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 that hamas is using weapons
2: left from afghanistan left from
1: afghanistan mm-hmm. this is 100% on joe biden why because he gave Iran $6 billion. And I don't want to hear these—I love these people on social media. Well, that's only for food and medicine, and and, uh, and there's going to be an independent organization overseeing how that money gets spent. The head lunatic over there in Iran— when so he they're got going that to money, use it for whatever exactly. they want.
2: And of course they are.
1: And you know what the message is? Let's just pretend we live in a fantasy world where that money wasn't going to go towards stuff like this. The message that that sent to Iran and to the International Community of Terrorists Incorporated was this guy, even after getting his ass handed to him and thoroughly embarrassed in Afghanistan and getting his own people slaughtered, he doesn't care at all. Well, he doesn't know where he's at. The people who are calling the shots in this country, they don't care at all. They don't think anything's going to happen to them. That's why they did it even though they killed American citizens.
2: And then you have all the people saying, well, that's $6 billion. That hasn't been released yet. You tell me you, you've got your eye on something in the store <laughs> yeah. and you really want to buy it. You don't have the money today, but you know a big fat check is coming. You're going to go ahead and get it today.
1: Uh, OK, real quick. I did replace before we get to a break. Uh, Trump obviously spoke about this and I thought he was uh, he was pretty articulate on it. This country is just headed so badly. Uh, The Israeli attack was made because we are perceived as being weak and ineffective and with a a really weak leader. And we will discuss it in a few minutes. But isn't that a shame what's happening all over the world? Things are not what they were just three years ago. You take a look. They weren't weren't, uh, ever as good and now they are... Really, probably maybe the worst we've ever seen in terms of our country. When you look at the Afghanistan pullout, you ever see anything like that? The most embarrassing moment in the history of our country? Uh, He's right. And you can say whatever you want to say about Trump. And we are very critical of the stuff he did during COVID on this show. But Donald Trump's accomplishments on foreign policy, when you look at no new wars, Mm -hmm. you look at relative peace in the Middle East During his time as president Certainly compared to what we have seen under Biden When you look at how far he got on places like Like North Korea You look at Donald Trump's And we've said this long before Um you know, obviously any of this happened, Donald Trump's greatest accomplishment was his foreign policy. He was a phenomenal commander chief and foreign policy leader. Say whatever you want about him during COVID. We do. He deserves the criticism. But his ability to create a more stable world and certainly peaceful and less involved world for us militarily should, should be applauded. And uh, I hope people are remembering that over the last couple days. Well, uh,
2: just look at what's happening under Joe Biden. You've got the botched Afghanistan withdrawal, Ukraine, and now this.
1: Uh, Casey, when we come back, did you know Joe Hogsett went missing again? (laughs) And at least they're giving an answer this time about why he went missing. Yeah,
2: we'll get into it coming up from 93 WIBC. Good morning, it is 9.33. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Mayor Joe Hogsett... Absent for almost a week, <laughs> he missed out on multiple events in Indianapolis. Why? Because he busted his lip, oh. taking out the trash. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: That's very dangerous, Casey. <laughs> you know what? With the rollers and the, I mean, I assume. And you the know, lid. He's, he's the mayor. He's got one of those trash cans with the, the roller mm-hmm. on it. Okay. So, at least this time, so Joe Hawks said it disappeared uh, Not the first time Joe Hogsett has disappeared, as he did during the first night of riots, and everybody was like, where is Joe Hogsett?" And the explanation
2: mm-hmm.
1: that they have given is that he was so injured during a trash-taking-out mm-hmm. endeavor— that he could not be seen for essentially close to a week.
2: He got stitches in his lip oh. and his staff has advised him not to wear flip flops when he's taken out the trash. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, and,
1: okay, where do we even begin with this Casey? <laughs> like, I, was, I was talking with somebody over the weekend and they said, this is the problem with letting him get away with disappearing during the riots and no one holding him accountable. We'll just come up with whatever we want or tell you whatever we want. And, we know, even if you don't believe it, no one's going to hold us to account. Is anybody asking Joe Hawk Did anybody last night ask him, Hey, what medical facility did you did you check into to get those stitches done? Who who did you see? How long were you there? Why didn't you report that? I mean, immediately like if the people have accidents, whatever. Wouldn't there have been a press release? The mayor has been injured taking out the trash. He he'll be down for three days. He will be responding to all the emails and phone calls and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Okay, cool. I mean, as weird and as big a doofus as you are, if you were injured taking out the trash, at least you're, you know, telling us what happened and we'll see you when we see you. But to just disappear and then show up with giant a giant gash on your face and go, oh, I was injured taking out the trash and it was my flip-flops that were the problem.
2: Mm-hmm. If you're going to admit it anyway... Just send out the press release right. from day one. His spokesperson said that he's been active in official and campaign business throughout the week while icing at home.
1: Well, so here's the problem, though. And, and our old buddy Robert Evans was just on Hammer and Nigel the other day, mm-hmm. um, said this who has tried this. So Robert Evans is a citizen who has tried to get information on what happened during the riots. And... He simply cannot get information because it appears Joe Hogsett and the people around him are using personal email accounts. Right. So let me tell you how um, public records requests work if you've never done one. And, and I, uh, I always used to just shake my head at this, that they have made this this hard. So when you want information on the government, you have to be very specific on how and what you request because the government does not want to give you information and you, they will give you a, only exactly what you ask for. So when you make a request, you have to be as specific as you can because otherwise they'll go, no, you didn't ask for that. But you knew what I was asking for. No, nope, no, nope, sorry, you didn't ask for that. You have to have dates, dates. Mm-hmm. You have to have keywords. You have to have the people who are corresponding. And they do this deliberately to avoid you getting information. Well, if Joe Hawksett didn't have the conversation over a government server, then they're going to say, well, there is nothing, which is what Robert Evans has found during the riots. There is no... You are led to believe right now that the mayor was correspondent with no one during the riots, that there is no emails, whatever, which may actually be accurate that the mayor didn't, depending on where he was and what he was doing. We don't know. And so since Joe Hogsett uses his personal information or his personal devices, etc., to avoid the public records requests, it appears... Unless you have somebody come out and say, yes, I was corresponding with Joe Hogsett on this date and time, you can't get information on where he is or what he is doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to guess you're going to
2: find the same thing here. You're going to love, so they had the debate last night, one of the first debates.
1: Oh, did Jefferson Shreve answer every question by asking Joe Hogsett where he was during the riots? No, he did not. Oh, he didn't. Did he get any answer on where Joe Hogsett was during the riots?
2: Well, okay, listen to this. Hogsett said he was talking about his greatest Uh accomplishment as being mayor. Yes. And during his first term, his greatest accomplishment, according to him, was the creation of the Community Justice Campus and Assessment and Intervention Center, which was designed to keep people with mental health challenges out of jail Uh uh-huh his in his second term his greatest accomplishment are you ready proud of leading indianapolis through the covid pandemic
1: i know we're not supposed to have dead air on this radio station because people are i i was gonna say like seriously i was so close to saying something and then i realized You're on the radio. Don't say that. I'm not allowed to. Keep it PG. In his
2: second term, he is most proud of leading Indianapolis through the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: So last night, these two underachievers got on stage, Shreve and Hogsett. And look, (laughs) if you have trouble telling them apart, I, I don't blame you. Most people do, which is why Shreve is doing so poorly in that poll that Abdul put out. And Shreve had him for, I don't know how long it lasted, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was and he did not, I don't even know, I don't even think he asked him, where were you during the riots? Why won't you tell us where you were during the riots? Why would you vote for Shreve?
2: Because you don't want another term of Hogsad. What's ads. the
1: difference? This guy cares so little, and he's such a wimp. Have you ever noticed during Shreve's ads that it's always someone else? Like, can I, Can we just go, can we go off the rails here for a second? <laughs> go Just for, for it. a second. We uh,
2: I am responsible. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm talking about
1: if you were Jefferson Shreve, and you had infinite money like he does. Like I saw, I saw today an ad. Have you seen the Sphere in in Vegas? Yes,
2: yeah, this so it's th- really cool. So
1: if you have, no, I'm not familiar with what we're ta- talking about. Is this two and a half billion dollar concert venue? Concert venue, mm-hmm. and it is LED lights on the outside, so you can make it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want it to be on the outside. So right now, the most prominent one is a giant, what looks like a sun, Mm -hmm. and it has eyes, and it moves, and it's kind of this lovable character. The other day, they had a very creepy-looking jack-o'-lantern that they turned it into.
2: and I think they've had a basketball as well.
1: And I saw, because, well, the NBA Summer League plays Mm -hmm. out in Vegas. I saw an ad today that said you could advertise for $450,000 a day on the Sphere. Think about the ridiculous amount of money Jefferson Shreve has just choked away on those mailers going after law-abiding gun owners mm-hmm. and trying to, he's lying to the people of Marion County saying that he's going to defy state law and confiscate guns from law-abiding gun owners and make it harder for law-abiding citizens to get guns. Think about if he took all that money and he just ran an ad on the sphere because you can make it say, like, whatever you want yeah. and just said, if the ad just said, Hogset was in rehab question mark.
2: <laughs> Where was Hogsett?
1: I mean, question mark. People in Las well, Vegas because, would be because, like, who's Hogsett? Because I'm not saying he was. I'm saying that's the prevailing uh, rumor mm-hmm. from many, many people in this city. We've had people on this show who said they have talked to people who have confirmed that. And and he knows that how you would dominate the media cycle on the sphere in Vegas, Hogsett was in rehab, question mark. <laughs> Because you're asking the question, Mm -hmm. because we don't know where the hell this guy was. And you can't get information on a public records request, because he deliberately apparently goes off the grid to defy you being able to get information on where he is and what he does. And then magically, he disappears for like a week, and you're led to believe that he was in a trash-taking-out accident. Yeah. And the guy that's running against him has him on stage, Casey. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and is such a mealy-mouthed wimp. (laughs) <laughs> what a gutless wimp. He sounds like every time he has to run those ads that he's like a, a victim of a hostage situation or something. Like, he hates holding Joe Hogsett accountable. He he loves holding you accountable. He loves going after you if you're a law-abiding gun owner. But he's running an ad now where he talks about how he worked with Joe Hogsett when he was on the city council. How he, he liked Joe Hogsett when he was on the city council.
2: Why the hell would you vote for this guy? Right. Are you running against him or for him?
1: I, I, I just guess to have his money, and I'm mad because of the amount of fun the guy could have had. <laughs> Let's not even talk about the damage that's going to be done to the city with four more years of hogshead because he's, he's going to win easily. I'm mad because think if we'd have had that money, the amount of fun we could have had with this campaign. The
2: only reason we know that he got a busted lip from a trash accident was because of that debate. He could not show up on stage right? with a cracked lip without having an, so, an explanation for it.
1: So you've got, you're, you're Shreve, right? You're Shreven. You've got a guy who you know disappeared during the first night of riots. You know there is no... And wherever he was, if he wasn't in rehab, he sure doesn't want to challenge that narrative Mm -hmm. because he, he was somewhere he doesn't want people to know where he was, period, end of story, whether it was rehab or whatever. He is clearly somewhere he doesn't want people to know where he is because he's never given a viable, confirmed explanation on where he was. So you've got that. Then you've got the same guy who just magically disappears for like a week, pops back up, and his explanation is, I was in a trash-taking-out accident.
2: (laughs) For a week, he had to sit out. But he said his greatest accomplishment, his greatest accomplishment was how proud he was of leading Indianapolis through the pandemic. And you let him skate on all of that stuff.
1: He had him last night, Kate. Can you imagine if I'd have been on that stage with him? Well. Wow. Can you imagine that? <laughs> what what a, what a pathetic campaign Shreve has run. I am so ashamed of him. I'm so ashamed of all the Marion County GOP good time fun gang that is gonna I mean, he's gonna get smoked, and it's gonna be four more years of said. it's gonna be four more years of this crap in this city. All of you people should be completely ashamed of yourself.
2: Do you want to talk about what's going on with uh, Eric Adams in New York and immigration?
1: Uh, Casey, I I feel like I really dominated this last segment, and I didn't intend to do that. I was just so angry. But yes, that sounds good.
2: All right. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Key symptoms Good morning. It is 949. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He said, we tried to ask Congress to consider changing the law to reappropriate it. Of course, we're talking about the Biden administration, Joe Biden, now facing scrutiny. He made that announcement last week that they are going to now construct part of the no. wall. He doesn't want to do it. He has to do it. And now the uh, <laughs> mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, calling for a new rule to be established regarding the number of migrants being sent to his uh, city.
1: Um, apparently, Eric Adams is not aware of what it means to be a sanctuary city, <laughs> because sanctuary means you come. Mm-hmm. It was not like you come. It's it's not. Remember at the ball game when they used to be like the first ten thousand fans will get an Indianapolis Indians hat, mm-hmm. courtesy of Pepsi. It's not like that. It wasn't like the first ten thousand illegals get a free hotel and a nice meal. <laughs> like you didn't put a limit on it. They said we're coming, mm-hmm. and now he's very angry that the people are coming.
2: Yeah. uh, So what? He wants this rule to be changed. He said that the price tag is too much. New York City is going bankrupt. They can't afford it. (laughs) He's had a bit of a change of heart, huh? Yeah. uh, Here is the mayor of New York City.
0: We can't have a rule that one can come from anywhere on the globe and come oh. to New York City oh. and remain in New York City as oh. long as they want, and taxpayers must pick up the course. This is a $5 billion price tag uh, this fiscal year, $12 billion over three years. That money is coming from somewhere. Uh-huh. It's unfair to the migrant seekers and asylum seekers, and it's also unfair to everyday taxpayers New, York, New Yorkers.
1: Oh, so when it was uh, Arizona and Texas and Florida and New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear Eric Adams shouting about how unfair it was to those to those people. I heard Eric Adams, uh, or well, he wasn't mayor then, but people like him saying, Orange man bad, mm-hmm. Sanctuary City, give us your tired, you're poor, you're illegal, you're your coyote, your coyotes. give give them all
2: to us. Yeah, this is a bit of a nimby, not in my backyard. But now with what has happened in Israel, many people are now saying, okay. All of these immigrants have crossed the border, all these gotaways. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. Are they creating cells within the United States?
1: Uh, And and then the governor of Illinois, Britsker, Mm -hmm. um, J.D. Britsker, he was on one of these talk shows. And, you know, Illinois is a super liberal state. And as Chicago, which is, again, sanctuary city, one of the most liberal cities in all of America. And Casey, gosh darn it, he says go somewhere else. Folks shouldn't, sh- should be told that it's going to get cold in Chicago and New York very soon. Oh. And there are lots of other places in the country that they might want to consider going. And the White House and the federal government should be facilitating that. Oh,
2: <laughs> Yes, he's concerned that they might get cold. Hey, you know where it's pretty warm? I think year round. Where? Mexico. No
1: kidding. <laughs> well, you touched on a really important thing, though, Casey, and that is... There are no doubt terrorists that have been allowed into this country because of Joe Biden's border policy. And if you, I mean, you got 2 million people. There's mm-hmm. bound to be one or two terrorists yeah. in 2
2: million. Yeah, there's, there's going to be some bad guys. And of course, uh, many people pointing out that these are uh, military aged men.
1: And th- okay, so let's do comparison. 2 million is a little less than one-third of the state of Indiana. So, like, if you just took Indiana and you chopped it into thirds, it'd be like 2.5 million would be one-third of the state of Indiana. If you chopped off, let's say you just drew it up into, into thirds, you took the southern third of Indiana and you said, these people, is there going to be one or two really awful actors that uh, amongst the, the entire southern third of the state of Indiana? Of course! Mm-hmm. Of course there would be, and Joe Biden has turned a blind eye to this because he is invested, the Democrats are invested, the left is invested in mass illegal immigration because they believe they will be reliable Democrat voters, they will, they will spawn, they will birth a generation of reliably Democrat voters dependent upon government services.
2: It is 953, it's Kendall and Casey Re- on 93 WIBC. Real
1: quick, I wanted to mention something, I saw this yeah. in the YouTube chat, now you can't see me today again, uh, because apparently whatever cable that was broken when the camera broke. Uh, I don't know if, like, we need Indiana Jones to go find (laughs) one. You would think a simple, you know, Amazon order might fix it, but apparently not. Uh, I did see this, though, in the YouTube chat. We have a new listener, Andrew, Mm -hmm. who is saying that he has listened to us for a long time but has not been able to watch us on YouTube because he was in the joint. Oh, okay. So, Andrew is out. He has paid his debt to society. At least that's what I am gathering from this This conversation here, Andrew, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we welcome
2: you. Welcome to the chat,
1: Andrew. Here's what he said. He said, WIBC kept me sane, was on a two-year vacation courtesy of the state in Plainfield. Good humor there. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of incarcerated listeners. Well, we have the one guy who writes us all the time. Uh,
2: James. I wonder if he knew James.
1: Uh, That is a very good question. Um, So anyway, we are very excited that Andrew has paid his debt to society and is back out amongst us. And uh, we appreciate the humor that he has brought to the table here today. Welcome, Andrew. Uh,
2: Let's talk about this new CBS News YouGov survey. It says that uh, most Republicans want a new Speaker of the House to be loyal to Donald Trump. Oh! So you know who... That sounds like Vivek to me. It's not good. Because he's very loyal to Donald Trump. You
1: know who you want your speaker to be loyal to? The American people? Yeah, that's right. The Constitution of the United States and Mm -hmm. the American people. Because whether it's all Democrats or all Republicans or whatever, the Speaker of the House controls the money. And the purse is the power to hold the executive branch in check. Mm -hmm. You don't want somebody being loyal to anyone.
2: So this poll said that 59% want somebody who will be loyal to the MAGA and also Donald Trump. People have lost their minds, Casey. Just (laughs) lost their minds. (laughs) Including us. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.